For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. People think huge trauma needs to happen before you can use therapy, but really you can use therapy to get the tools before something bad happens. Visit betterhelp.com slash love hour and learn some new things to help navigate life. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash love hour and learn some things to help you navigate life. And now let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And yeah, we're back. So this is what we've been doing for the last few weeks on the Love Hour Podcast. We've been doing a love in action segment, which is our opportunity to try really disgusting things all together. <laughs> and so I did not forget. I have more Kit Kats and stuff in there that we'll do. Uh, we have a sweet corn soda. Oh. Oh. That we'll try. Please continue to send me your suggestions, either on Instagram or in the comments. But today, we are drinking a peanut butter and jelly-flavored soda. What I don't understand is that this is orange. I feel like it should be purple. Oh, it smells like... I got this on Amazon. I really should give you guys the link. It so, smells like... Oh, you know what it smells like? It. Okay, let me smell it. It smells like when you had a field trip. And you put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a sandwich bag. Oh, and it gets all hot. And it gets all sweaty. hot and sweaty. And then you open it and you're like, oh, dang. But you're too hungry and you have to eat it. That is what this smells like. Okay, let's look at the ingredients before. Oh, this may not be bad. Sugar cane. Citric acid. This doesn't have a lot of bad stuff like the other one. Okay, are you ready to try it? It smells like it's gonna tell. <laughs> it smells like it's gonna taste awful. What was the last one we tasted? We had buffalo a bacon wing? one. Ba no, I have bacon the was at home, one. right? Which one did we try here? The soda. Yeah. Oh no, we did. We did. Oh, it was the Kit Kat. Joshua's right. We did. Yeah, we tried the bacon one at the house. We had the. No, we had buffalo wing too, didn't no, we? No, I have buffalo here. Let me show you. Hold on. Okay. Crazy things are happening. Are those boots new? Yeah, uh, Steve Madden sent them. I thought you had like seven of these. Yeah, Steve Madden sent them to you? Yeah. Okay, so we have sweet corn, and then we have buffalo wild wings. I mean, buffalo wing soda. What is Lester's problem, bro? Lester's fixing. Man, what is his deal? Okay, so right, you guys ready to taste yeah. it? Okay, great. One. Cheers. Two. It doesn't smell. Three. Oh. You know what? If it didn't have the carbonation, oh. it's disgusting. But the aftertaste. That's I got to wash it down with something to drink. This tastes <laughs> like our faces. Look at our faces. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, Melissa. It's not good. 
It tastes like it. It's I don't know, y'all. It tastes oh. like a soda that's gone flat that then try to keep onto the carbonation. I don't. It tastes super flat. Yeah. And you just opened it. And it fizzled. How long? What's the expiration date? Jeff? I need something more to drink. I just got it. This water tastes better. This don't taste that good, y'all. I'm going to highly recommend that you do this with your family, but this, mm. I this is it. This is interesting to me. These tastes they last for so long. Okay, now I'm gonna throw up. This water is making everything better. I don't know why I just got sick. Girl, don't come over this way. <laughs> Drink some drink. Drink some drink. Drink some drink. Drink some drink. I feel like as it went down, it got worse. Let's do it there. Drink some drink. No, my mouth is watery. If we throw up, we're not doing this (laughs) podcast, this thing no more. We're not eating weird stuff no more. If you you throw up on the carpet while that. Hash browns. Why would you lean over to the carpet when the trash can is right there? No, you weren't. You were leaning over to the side. Oh, my eyes are watery. Okay, I bet. Drink some drink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. You need the Perrier. It'll it'll shock you. Drink the Perrier because you don't like that. Ginger ale. It'll work. That's right. Gummies. Some water. Maybe I'm just sick. Maybe you're pregnant. Why you always come over here with all that? I'm trying not to get it on my shirt. I okay, like over there. She keep leaning this way. She want to throw up on me. Not at all. Are you okay? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to recommend this. And the reason why is as it went down, it got worse. Yes, yeah, because they're disgusting. Are you okay now? Yeah. I think I figured it out. It's the carbonation. That's making you sick? Yeah, I think it's making me, it's making my acid reflux. Activate? Activate, yeah, I think that's what it is. Why you need to drink some drink? It's, I feel like it's, uh, it's sitting in my chest and my body is trying to reject it. Yes. Out, and that's why I'm feeling like I have to either like burp or I need to throw up. But right now or I feel drink a little bit drink. better. No, I don't want to, I don't want to eat nothing else. Okay, well, I'll just finish off this water for you. This water. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay. So after <clears throat> after the love in action, what I wanted to do is this week's this week in the Fredericks household, and I wanted to talk about this because it is something that has been coming up with our kids, and I'm just wondering how common it is for other people. Yeah. And that is your kids struggling going back to school in the world. Post pan, not post like during pandemic. Yes, but kind of readjusting, getting reacclimated. Yes, post quarantine is the yeah. way to explain it yeah. because it's being reacclimated to in person instruction yes. after a, a year and a few months from the year before of doing online learning. I, uh, Melissa, and I were talking about this. Our kids. I mean, the the transition from in school to uh, Zoom school, right. particularly tough for Joe. Uh, Joe was just he was he was 
all out of whack. Yes, he was. His routines, his stuff. He had actually went to a new school we moved. at the time. We moved. He was struggling. And he, both of our boys very rarely, never actually have struggled in school. Usually been A-Bs mm -hmm. uh, their whole life. Joe uh, struggled mightily. Melissa, great mom that she is, literally sat and worked with him to get him on like a, a I want to say program, schedule. Joe, yeah, Joe is a very like routine child. And if you have a very routine trial, you understand Kevis too is actually a very routine person, but the disruption of that routine causes like stress and anxiety. Yes. Yes. And so for Joe, y'all know, we've said this before. He's like a six o'clock in the morning, reads the New York times, smokes a cigar, <laughs> you know, gets his oatmeal. Reminisces like, about his days in Nam. Yes. Like Joe is very like, you know, he's just a very structured child. Um, and so for zoom school, it was like, you, and it was in like what April of that year, uh, towards the end of March, beginning yeah. of April, yeah. So it was like, whoa, kind of what's going on? We there wasn't like an adjustment or well, like no, 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 period. No, no. Remember what happened when it first went in? The schools were just like, uh, do some stuff. Oh, right. It was right, like right. an hour or two. Sure. The schools had no idea how to do it sure. for real. It was the so it was like, school year. Yeah. So they were like on, I mean. It was like the last day of school for three months. It was, you're it right, It was you're right. nothing. Was, and then, like, with a month left, they were just like, man, yeah, just whatever. Done. Yes. So, but when they started back, yes. the schools had taken that summer to figure it out. Yes. And they were like, all this is on and you we now. we were in, you know, we had moved. So, we it was a really good school district. I'm so mad. He's no longer yeah, in that school no, district. So, I'm so mad. I don't, I don't live in that house. Um, I want to live in that house again. I definitely should take, like, an antacid. <laughs> that bird fin stank. Sorry, y'all. Drink some drink. Mm -mm. Drink some water. That then. thing. I don't. I need to know. Could y'all hear that burp? Yeah, yeah, absolutely did. I can hear it, and you were right in the mic. Sorry. So anyway, he's back. In, <laughs> he's going to a new school. That's more, or he was going to a new school. So wait, wait, wait. That's what yeah. I was saying. Is that. He went to the school. He was struggling. And so I did like, I literally did like a spreadsheet of like with links and the time. And we had to go through like Google Classroom. All of that was, you know, new for him. By the, after that, Joe was straight. He clicked in. Joe, yes, he, he clicked, clicked in. He was like, this is what I need. Yeah. Because remember, he couldn't even know. What, I don't know what link. I don't know what class. He, it was, and it was he was also of, playing the game. He was. Uh, he was playing on his but, phone. And it was also like a lot of responsibility to put on a seventh grader, you mm -hmm. know, or sixth grader, seventh grader. <laughs> it was like a lot of re responsibility because, you know, he was still in uh, elementary, middle school. So he's used to like, you know, teachers kind of hold your hands still, yeah. you know? And now it was like, you need to make sure it was you college. In. Yes. You need to check Google Classroom for your assignments. You need to be doing this. You need, to, and then the teachers be like, this needs to be turned in at 1159. Right. Kids aren't used to that. And I accept no late work. And I accept no late work. Like, it was a lot of that. So it took him a little while to adjust. Meanwhile, uh, Isaiah was like, I miss my friends. Yeah. I miss the socialization that school brings me. I'm used to going and seeing my, like, I'll put up with school, but I'm really here to talk, to do things, to meet with people, to make plans after school. Like, Joe, Isaiah is very, like, a social butterfly. So he struggled in that way. So kind of flip-flop. This year, the kids are back to regular instruction. <laughs> Joe is struggling the same because he just hates school. 
He hates school, but he the routine has helped him. The thing he's struggling with now is the this school. A couple of teachers are like work heavy. Yes, and he just he just be like, God dog, I don't like school. Why are you sign up? At first day of school, the dude was basically gave them a syllabus. Yes, and had homework within the first day or so. He was like, man, he was like, man. Uh, yes. Enough. And, and he like one of his uh, U.S. history teachers, they, they have like a quiz every single day. And then after like seven quizzes or something like that, he does like a test. And so he just is like, oh, my God, it's so much work. It's so much this. And like Joe is very like accountable. So it kind of stresses him out in reality. Yes. Is what it does. It, he becomes, and he doesn't want to disappoint us. Yes. And or so, himself. And he gets very like in his head about it. So oh. it. Uh-huh. Who's that remind you of? You? I, I wasn't sure what the right answer was it, since it's you. In his head? I was so so we're just gonna drink some drink. <laughs> drink some drink. I gotta be honest with you guys. This past week I was just terrible. I was in Chicago. I ate Portillo's three days in a row. I ordered Italian beef dipped. I had a Chicago hot dog. I had a chocolate cake shake. And I had that three times. You had a chocolate cake shake? Yes, where they cut a piece of chocolate cake and they make it to a milkshake. Uh, I didn't regret it at the time. But then after, on the flight home, I was like, dang, Kev, you really wild out. Like, you didn't eat healthy at all. And that was in addition to shooting the food show that week. Josh also, I brought him to the dark side with me. He was eating terribly. He had a Chicago hot dog. It was the best hot dog I've ever eaten, too. And that's why I had so many of them. And now I feel bad because I was like, you know what, Kev, you're you're off track again. You've been doing so well. But that's why I'm glad I have Noom. Noom is here to change the way we see food with a psychology based approach that looks at what you eat, but also how you eat. Instead of making you feel guilty or regret, you know, feel guilt or regret, Noom empowers you to keep going. Instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life and, as a result, more sustainable. Listen, I have a terrible habit of comparing my body type and lifestyle to people who are totally different than me. Body style, time-wise, workout. I don't compare myself to other people who are 260, 270. I compare myself to my friend Yacht, who's 150 pounds and is a physical trainer for life. And I'm like, why don't I look like that? And that's a terrible psychology to approach it. And then when I get sad, I get down, I eat unhealthy, I stop drinking water. And Noom's like, Kev, we got you, bro. Here's the truth, guys. Sometimes I just feel stuck between being completely a fitness model or being a slob who eats chips and drinks soda every second of the day. And I feel like no workout, diet, plan situation works for me except Noom. And honestly, I look at myself in the mirror and say, I just want to look better and feel better about how I look. And Noom's like, that's all you had to say. You don't need rules to lose weight, just knowledge and wisdom to help you build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach helps you unlearn bad habits and better understand your relationship with food. One size does not fit all. I can tell you that about clothes and hats and body stuff. (laughs) Choose your goals and Noom will personalize the weight loss program for you. 80% of Noomers finish the program and 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your f- trial at noom.com slash love hour. Love hour. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash love hour. Oh, he, uh, he gets stressed out. Isaiah. 
Isaiah is a stoner who doesn't smoke. Yes. This kid was like, I'm going to tell you what Isaiah decided. All of his friends are struggling. I think a lot of the kids are struggling with, with the back and forth and back. He decided because we're all struggling, I'm going to just struggle with y'all. Yes. And we decided, no, no, you're not. not. He's just like, ah, the work. There's just, Isaiah is the most lackadaisical child I've ever. You ever know a person that, that like, they're just never concerned about anything. That's not me. I am. All the bad qualities of them are you. (laughs) When Melissa was in sports. No, but that's not what I mean. I do become high strung and stressed out about things. Okay, yes. but you can be not caring about stuff. Yeah, but sports, that kind of stuff actually doesn't matter. It matters to me, Well, and it matters to I Joe. Mean, it doesn't I, matter to you and Isaiah. I mean, my schoolwork, job, be, like those kind true. of things, I'm always accountable I'm to way. those things. That's what I'm saying. It's part of your family, though. The, Frederick's through and through entrepreneur, work hard, work hard, work hard. Bradshaw, <laughs> Marshall, through and through Lack of days ago, lack of days ago, lack of days ago. Joe, I mean, Isaiah, he is the most, eh, eh. Yeah, because he eh. was, like, really struggling. We were like, are you, like, concerned about Literally. your future? He was like, nah, I know it'll be okay. Do you? Do you? Are you worried about what college you can get into if you have poor grades? No, I'll figure something out. What are you worried about? I don't really worry about things that much. He literally doesn't worry about things. I don't know where this comes from, but it's just one of those things where I was talking to um, one of the girls on my team last night and she was talking about how her daughter is also struggling. And I was like, wow, I wonder what this is going to look like. Like, How is school going to change in the future for these kids? Because it does seem to me that there are some benefits to online school. Absolutely. I think especially for certain kids. That's what I'm saying. Josiah. Would have loved. Absolutely. He loved, once Melissa like set him up. He was good. He loved the autonomy. He had figured out, also this is the difference between Isaiah and Joe. Josiah is about efficiency. Yes. And he was like, on online, I get eight hours of a school day done in three and a half hours. Right. But it, I, I learned the same. I'm done. I can work my breaks into my stuff. And I'm out of here. Yes. He's all about, and I be like that, yes. about efficiency. Yes. What's the best, quickest, especially something I don't like to do? Yes. How can I be the most efficient about doing and it? And getting it done quick. So now they went back to school. He's just like, now nah, I'm just all up in yes. here. Learning stuff I don't want to learn anyway. Lunch that's unnecessary. My PE teacher, I was supposed to have a career class. He's teaching us yoga. That's dumb. Yeah. Like Joe, do, he and don't he be here like for the And he is like me in, the, in this way more. If, if, if we don't see the value oh, he's in out. what we're doing. He's out. I'm out. And he is, he does, and listen, I, I feel like the private school that we're, we're looking at, he might be good I'm, for this. I'm not looking at it. Listen, listen. We, I, I'm not I looking at it. I looked at it. I looked at it. And you probably closed your laptop and was like, I looked. I did when I saw that price. Thank you. I looked. Because uh, <laughs> that's all I did when But I what looked. they do is they teach you what you are interested in. Josiah is one of those people who feels like, the model of school in the Amer- in America Absolutely. is is flawed at Absolutely. its core. He is like, why aren't you teaching me about credit, about getting a job, about, about how to live? Money. Why do, why am I learning algebra? Yes. When I'm not, and he's like, to a certain point, I get it because I, you know, at this point, I get it. Yes. But for, beyond that, then he'd be like, also, what about history? I don't need to know that stuff. It already happened. No, well, no, <laughs> not exactly. 
But he's not wrong about learning certain life skills and that'd be more valuable uh, in school. Did you hear this? Um, I don't know where I saw it. Uh, school, the, the way American school was designed. Oh, I did hear this. Is for people to go and work in factories. Yes. All day. Eight hours a day and be told what to do. Yeah, that's where the bell came from. Yes, yes, I, be I heard told that what too. to do and I be used like to it. I feel like I heard this from Jaden Smith. Could have been. Yeah, I feel like, and I, I know his know. dad. Yeah, Will Smith's uh, son. But I did hear that. I do think that there are. That's why I actually do think that. At least I hope that as a result of quarantine and the pandemic, that the structure of the Americanized or the modern day school changes yeah because it doesn't all it doesn't have to be all or nothing no. meaning you know all instruction all in person and, and that's it i think some combination of the two can exist and i think that there are certain kids that thrive in an online environment that simply cannot do in person i mean they were i was as i was looking into this they were saying that studies show that majority of students i don't know the percentage but it was very high thrive in the in-person environment but there are certain circumstances where it does make sense to at least offer yeah. the option of online. And there are kids who do thrive. My only concern, though, that I've always had, like, if online school was an option this year for Josiah, I would have done it. But then it also concerns me because I'm like, how is that going to aid in their social anxiety as an adult. Yeah, I get it. Really quickly to just kind of put a button on that, that I really do hope that, uh, I wanted to say this, that schools are reimagined yeah. with the options of virtual and in-person. Yes. Um, I do worry about social anxiety for kids, especially living through a pandemic. Josiah's already, to me, showing signs of like a little bit of social anxiety when people come over our house that we've always have come over, we're all vaccinated, we see each other all the time. There are people I'm not too concerned about. And he's like, so someone else, someone's coming to the house again. Are you guys going to be safe? Are you guys going to be wearing your mask? Like, we also want to be in his underwear. That's true, too. But I think <laughs> even when we go outside to like his soccer games mm -hmm. or anything, like at one time it was 100 degrees outside and he's trying to put on his mask. And I'm like, dude, you're outside. Yeah. You're I, not up in these people's faces. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And then when he thought he was getting that dog and then, you know, it just didn't work out because the dog became ours, that creates his own anxiety. Continue how that how Well, I that mean, it was like, oh, we're going to get you a dog. And then when the dog came, we were like, oh, what? Who said that? <laughs> this is our dog now. I just want y'all to know. Joe plays with the dog. Je the, uh, actually, Monty loves Joe. We, he I, loves him the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves, loves, loves Joe. Joe loves Monty. Like... I just record when I'm playing with yes. him. So it seems like JoJo never has him because I don't record JoJo playing with his dog because, you know, boring. When I have him, we play fetch. I record him. But we take I take Monty when I pick up Joe. I take him to get Joe yeah. and he be in my arms just this morning. And then when Joe gets there. Ta that tail excited. gets a wagon this morning uh, when I was dropping Joe off. He had uh, Monty in his lap. And then when he was getting out the car, I think Monty's just, he's still scared. He's still getting like acclimated to like car rides and like all of that. And so he's, you know, kind of shaking and Joe is holding him. And so when Joe gets up to like give him to me so he can get out the car, it, Monty takes his paws and he kind of grabs you like this. To Joe? Yes. And so Joe said, why do you do this to me? I have to get out the car. <laughs> it was the sweetest thing. That's how I ever. felt. Remember we used to have to drop the boys off yes. at, at daycare? Oh. 
I have a it was utter heartbreak. When uh, Isaiah must have been in kindergarten because they were going to that private school in Washington. And uh, Joe must have been in like preschool at this time. And he's like on my leg and he would not let go. And it is the sweetest thing. Oh, the picture's all blurry, but it really is just the <laughs> sweetest thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, Joe loves that dog. He, it's not his dog, though, in real life, though. Like, it is his dog, but it's also Well, the problem is he's not waking up at 6.30 to take him out first. No, he's not. During the day when he's at school, who is, who is taking care of him? Okay? When he goes to bed and Monty has to go out at 11, who is getting up and going out in the cold? Yes. That's me. That's Liz. Okay? Who's buying him high-value treats? Who's Us. training him? Who's training him? Us. You want to come and rub his belly sometimes. You ain't you weren't with him cleaning up the poop. I came home the two times I've come home when we've had Monty. Within five minutes of me arriving, I am cleaning up dog crap. Uh, yes. Within five minutes, he's like, hey man, welcome. Let me walk me with me to the backyard. <laughs> grab one of them bags and grab this hose. I'm feeling a doo-doo nasty. You understand me? Also, pro tip: you cannot feed your dog a lot of treats one day. No. He will doo-doo nasty. It wasn't in one day, though. It was over, like, two or three days. Yeah, he anyways. will do the nasty. So, anyways, anything else you wanted to add on your JoJo? Uh, yeah, I think tip? as parents, um, what I think that we've done that is key, we have worked with our children to find solutions as opposed to coming down with an iron fist. We realize this is outside of the pandemic. We never had an issue, and we take that into consideration. But we also be like, we get it, but you got to figure it out because yeah. nobody's going to be like, oh, these are pandemic grades. You can just be lower. You know what I'm saying? Co colleges are not going to make that exception. Yeah. And also you realize you are raising your kids because I was telling Isaiah, I was like, no matter what you do in life, because he wants to be a movie director. I was like, well, no matter what you do in life, there's going to be parts that you don't want to do. Absolutely. So I think people, you know, kids often think when I do my real job, it'll be all fun. Nobody's job is all fun. I love what I do for a living. I enjoy traveling. Traveling for work is not the same as vacation traveling. Right. So hopping on the plane every weekend from basically the 4th of July until Halloween, I don't enjoy that. Right. Taking red eyes, I don't enjoy that. Being away from my family, I don't enjoy that. The part I enjoy is an hour and a half. Being on the stage. Two nights a week and, an hour and 45 minutes one night. But a lot of crap has to go on that I don't want to do in to order to make that happen. happen. So... I think Isaiah got that. I was like, if you want to be a movie director, you're not necessarily going to want to go on location scouts. Right. You're not going to want to have to come in under budget. You're not going to want to have to sit through edits. You know, you're going to want to just be like action. Let's take it again. But there's more stuff than that. And that's when I'd be realizing like you really are like raising somebody. You're training them for life outside of you. That's what I think is some of the hardest things about parenting that we need to talk about more as parents. Like, let's all gather yeah. and talk about. Let's gather. Yes, let's gather and have a moment and talk about the importance of, like, preparing your <laughs> child for life as an adult. Yes. Because I think it, even sometimes I struggle with, like, ensuring that the kids have independence, but also making sure that, like, I show up in their life as their mother, um, you know, and not putting so much on them. But at the same time, I'm like, as an adult, no, no person no woman wants to be with a man no man wants to be with a woman that can't fend for themselves right you are always looking to have someone else do for you whether yes. it be your mama or your daddy or just simply someone else because i don't know how to do anything so i get find myself in these codependent relationships because i need someone yes to do things for me 
I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be friends with nobody like that. I don't want my husband to be like that. Like I don't want, and I don't want my kids to be that person in their relationships, yes. friendships or romantic. And so trying to find the balance of like, yo, so listen, I need you to be accountable. I need you to be responsible. I need you to have, you know, some, um, some want to in this, even yeah. if it's not like some discipline, even if it isn't what you want to do. Absolutely. And I told him, you know, we were, you know, Melissa and I were both working on him. I said, man, even this school, because he's got a good relationship with the principal. I said, man, that stuff, no, when you get a job, nobody's going to care. Well, I remember when I, life really hit me when I got to college. And I mean, I was already a good student, but I watched the kids who struggled the most were the ones, whether they did great in high school or not, the ones who didn't have to do for themselves always struggled. Yes. And then my first professor, my first lecture, uh, he was like, listen, I get paid the same whether you guys get all A's or all F's. Exactly. Whether you turn the paper in or not has no effect on my my job. And I was like, dang. He was like, I hope you do well. What if you don't? My check going to cash the same. Period. And I was like, wow, and then your job, nobody's going to want to hear that, you know. And they don't care. And so, again, you know, recognizing, oh, they're only in 10th grade. But at the same time, like, you're in 10th grade. Well, how many of us in 10th grade do we realize a lot of the people in adulthood act exactly, exactly the how same. they act in high school? Exactly. I was actually, we were talking about this before. High, socially wise, most relationships yes. are very high school. Yes. At jobs. Remember, we were at Boeing. Yes. Was that all deaf? I was like, this, the drama. Oh, yeah. High it's school all high school. It's very much a microcosm sometimes of like adulthood. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, girl, we're not in high school. We arguing for, but like the Real Housewives high entire school. franchise is nothing but high school. Mean, drama. The real, it'd just be mean girls. Mean girl energy, who stole whose man, gossiping, fighting. Every like, industry like that. Music industry. Yes. Comics, work. It all can be very high school. And there's so many people at my high school 10 years later. I was like, well, you're, you're doing you're what doing you exactly did. You're exactly as I thought you would. You're just now 27 instead of 17 or 25 instead of 15. But you ain't really changed at all. You still make poor decisions or you still make good decisions. Yes. You know, so, uh, obviously some people do better or worse, but a lot of people are exactly Same. how they were in 10th grade. Okay. Hey, listen, it's about to be that time. Okay, we're about to cross over into the holiday season. Uh, if you're like Melissa and I, we like to get in early. I'm not a Black Friday shopper. I like to go ahead and get my stuff taken care of early. Right. And with Honey, I don't have to worry about finding the best deals. Honey does it for me. Okay, we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout you have a coupon you have a promo code no and then you feel bad about yourself and you know you're paying more than you have to thanks to honey manually searching for that coupon code is a thing of the past honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one to fit your cart and it supports over 30,000 stores online. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. You know, you go to check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupon. Wait a few seconds, Honey going to search that. Search the internet for you. Boom. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. What did Honey save you money on? Shoot. It saved me money on uh, a couple of clothes from Melissa. Uh, I bought her a thing or two. You know what I'm saying? A uh, 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 a thing or two. You stupid. You feel me? And it said, Kev, man, hey, 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 man, it's 50% off this week. I said, is it? I, I didn't even know. Where do you find that? Don't worry about that, man. It found it for me. Okay? If you want to make sure you do shopping right... <laughs> 
this is what you want to do. Get all the promo codes Honey can find at joinhoney.com slash love. Love. That's joinhoney.com slash love. Love. As you guys know, on the Love Hour podcast, even our very last episode, we talked about the importance of therapy. Um, Kevin and I have found really great, great benefit doing a couples therapy but in addition uh kevin does his own individual therapy as well and you've had it's been great for you and i a better husband you are you're a better human being and being a better husband, better person yes and i think uh that is what is beautiful about therapy is that it uncovers uh a lot of areas in your life that you didn't even realize you were hurting in but you're responding and showing up in the world based on that hurt and being able to identify them address them and heal them allows you to show up in the world as a a better all-around healthier person and this podcast is sponsored by better help they offer a broad range of expertise which may not be available to you locally it is not a crisis line it is not help self-help it is a professional it is professional therapy done securely online you do not have to leave your home you do not have to make your way to a you know clinic or a facility or anything like that lay on a couch you don't have to do any of that you can do it from the comfort of your home and if you have a family you can do it in your vehicle and you can cry if you need to because a lot of therapy is also crying. crying Uh, visit betterhelp.com slash love hour. Love hour. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer to our Love Hour listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash love hour. Love hour. Yep. So my yeah. mustache is tickling my nose. Oh, is that what it is? I need to get it shaped. Yes, because when I talk, it tickles my nose, oh. and then it makes me feel like I have a booger there. But it's just my mustache has gotten too thick because BJ was out of town. Oh. And I need it. It's just tickling me, and I can't stop it. What and an I, interesting problem. Yes, and I can't when I shave it down myself. I always shave it down too much. I don't know why this reminded me. Uh, I want you to read this. I, this is really random. But if you look on Lovey's Facebook page, you guys, she posted this repost of, of uh, this post from Fashion Nova of this girl. I'm not going to take long. That's okay. Of this girl rocking this butterfly outfit. Crazy. It's too. called Blooming in Beauty Butterfly Set. I want you to look at it. I wish, is there a way, Kev, go to the camera so they can see it. Can they see it? I just really, see, I need them to see. You gotta tell me if it's in focus or not. Okay. I just really want them to. Hold on, because you know there's a delay. Oh, there's a long delay. Let me go to the live, make sure I'm live. There it is. No, it's not in focus. Okay, I think they're going to figure out. Okay. Yes, I want you guys to read the comments, y'all. Oh, they put it. Here's the link. She put it in here. Uh, Y'all, I just really, really quickly, uh, KB put it in there. Y'all, I'm I'm not going to take long. I promise you I'm not. But when I tell you 
Somebody said, does this come in size? I had three kids. <laughs> the name of it is called Blooming Into Beauty Butterfly Set. Somebody said, my butterfly wings would be flapping all outside of that. <laughs> Does does this come? Does she uh, tie it in a knot? Tie it in a bow? (laughs) (laughs) Does it come with a side of yeast infection, y'all? I when I tell you for twenty minutes, how does this work? For twenty minutes, I was crying last night. Yeah, here it is. My butterfly would be flapping all over the place in this. How she pulled her panties up to her chest meat like that. (laughs) Chest meat is always so funny to me. Someone said, does it come in big purse size? This is a high-waisted thong. Oh, my gosh. She had her lips tucked up. Man, they said, did she put it, did she tuck it into a ponytail on the back? (laughs) When I tell you, it is Snatch out? Yes, we're going to get to the main topic, but if you need a laugh. You need your cervix waxed to wear that. Yes. If you Wearing this to work Monday. Need to laugh. Somebody said, where the rest of my cooch go? <laughs> Do I buy extensions separately? The rest of my cooch? It's hilarious. I guess I'll wear this when I take my cooch off for cleaning. Yes. <laughs> People is funny. had me crying. Cooch. I mean, I was laughing out loud. <laughs> Trust her with all my secrets. Her lips are sealed. Yes. Y'all, the most hysterical thing ever. Just people are funny. People, people are, Everybody is funny on the Everybody internet. is funny. These comments have me crying, laughing. So freaking hysterical. The rest of my Where, Yes. Does it come with two tablets of azo? What does that mean? Yeast infection. Yeast or bladder infection. I saw that comment. I didn't, I didn't get it. So I just scrolled to another one that I got. Y'all, that joker is hilarious. If you need to laugh, go through them comments, child. The origami, all of it is hilarious. So anyway, we're done talking about all of that. Really, really briefly, I wanted to, though, talk about competition in marriage. I've received a couple emails about this, but instead of reading them all, I wanted to just discuss it. Okay. Um, because competition in marriage is something that is real, something that comes up, something that uh, couples struggle with, and in something that we've struggled with in our, um, thank you, I got it, uh, in our marriage as well. And as I was like looking into this, they were saying that it could be a couple things. Number one, uh, competition is a result of insecurity or jealousy. The last thing I added was scorekeeping. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think they were. So again, I'm just going to give like some examples that I was reading on, not necessarily about Kevin and I. One of it was like uh, insecurity or competition in marriage could be about like your finances. And that could be the result of you being insecure about what you bring to the table in your marriage. Yes. yes. So what you're able to contribute financially causes you to compete with your partner. 
I don't think we've ever struggled with that, but that's just an example of how, yeah, that, that, uh, that one specifically. But I definitely think that that is something that, especially if a woman makes more money than the man, um, not saying that a woman can't feel that way, but I could especially see that dynamic playing out in a couple. If the woman makes more money than a man, because he, you know, uh, societal norms, uh, suggest that a man should be the one bringing home the bacon, you know, making the most money. We, Kevin and I were actually, we just started watching, um, what's that show we watched? Scenes from a Marriage. Thank you. And that came up about him being more of the caretaker yep. in their relationship. Yep. And they had like this really awkward kind of, it wasn't therapy, it was like an interview kind of moment, but you can tell it was like an under an underlying issue that they hadn't talked about that was just kind of coming out, but like no one had addressed it. But again, I can see that, you know, kind of being played where you feel, you know, a man can feel insecure about what he's bringing to uh, insecure about his manhood in the relationship. If the woman makes more money than him. And especially if it's like a substantial amount of money mm-hmm. than he does. Uh, I definitely fell into this trap. I don't know. Did you ever compete with me? I honestly don't think that, well, that's why I added my other purposely? one. Yeah. I don't think that I purposely compete. I actually don't think I compete because I'm not just a competitive person. I don't, um, uh, if anything, let me go back. Let me reword this. Let me go through all of them before okay, we go okay. this. So the next one is, because I was like thinking at the same time. So that's the insecurity is how it comes up. The second one is jealousy. So mm. if I become, one example that they gave was like, if I become jealous of your success and it's hard for me to celebrate your success, then it could breed like, I feel like I need to prove myself and therefore I compete with you. Yeah. What were you going to say? I I was just thinking, or could it be like, if you were a part of my success, but you don't feel validated in it, in, in the part you played, Mm -hmm. would you, would that lead to competition? Like you wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? Like it could, I don't even, I don't think you would have even like in my case, I wouldn't have been where I am without you. Mm -hmm. And if I constantly don't let you know that or let people know, well, you and people know what you have done to make, or the sacrifices you have given uh, in this quest to, you know, be Kev on stage or whatever, uh, I can see that leading to some, like, you know, uh, animosity or jealousy or competition. Yeah, competition. Because I think it goes down to, like, uh, feeling the need to, like, if I'm jealous and I don't celebrate your success, that's probably going to lead to animosity on your part. We're like, dang, she can't never be happy for me. Yep. And then you feel the need to, like, Look at me. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. I got this. Ex- I got this. And look at this. And look at this. And instead of looking at it as like a partnership. Perfect example. You just reminded me of this in our actual marriage. Playmakers years. We talked about this before. We got the credit card, right? Yes. Me, Jason, and Aunt ran this credit card up to ten grand. The limit was like fifteen grand. We ran it up to ten. I think the limit was ten. No, no, it was fifteen. Remember, you called and had it lowered. Oh. Called and had it lowered to. It was I 10, you lowered that. it to 10, 5, so we couldn't go up to 15. Got it. So Melissa didn't want us to get this credit card. We had no plans on how to pay it off fully. We just had enough money to pay off the monthly, which is like $150. We all met up at Bank of America once a month and get and put $50 together, and the balance never changed. Obviously, you guys know if you ran up 10 grand with interest and fees, if you put the minimum payment on it, it's not going to go anywhere. No and it hadn't moved. We literally were just paying it. No, can't <laughs> I can't <laughs> drop it off. 
So low key, high key, uh, Melissa never made me feel dumb about it, but I knew she knew that the credit card was dumb. And she had said this was a bad idea. Y'all don't know how to pay for it. When we moved to L.A., we got our deal with Tracy Edmonds. We got a lump sum of money before we did anything else. We paid that credit card off. I paid it off myself. I closed it. Never opened again. That closing of that credit card through entertainment made me feel like I told you so. I knew I was going to be able to do this one Are you day. serious? Mm-hmm. You ain't know? No, that was the wrong I told you so moment. I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. You were fully justified in saying y'all don't have a plan. Yeah. We carried that credit card for what, four or five years? Maybe longer? Probably longer than that, kid. Maybe seven years. Yeah, I was going to say probably six or seven years. And uh, we had no plan to pay it off. We had no extra money. We didn't even do like a snowball thing of like, guys, we're going to have to do 150 twice a month. No. Once on the due date, once in the middle. Because we didn't have no money. Jay didn't have no money. Anthony, none of us had no money together. We didn't have no extra money. And sometimes they were like, we really got to pay it this month? Yes, because it's under my credit. So uh-huh. y'all going to go late. It's going to be late. So uh, now, and I want to be clear about this. That... Uh, I told you so was misguided yes. and wrong, sure. but it is how I felt. Sure, sure, I felt sure. like I knew I was going to make it. And now look, credit card paid off. You said it was stupid. It was, but you said it. Well, it, but it, because sure. it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the bottom line is that's, that's oftentimes how we think. And because I never said it out loud, sure. that question, that thought was never challenged until I really had to do some self work and be like, and honestly, to be completely honest, a lot of this was subtext or subconscious. Uh, it wasn't until I started therapy that I even realized you put Melissa in an impossible position. Right, right, right. You could right. only be mad at her. Right. You know? <laughs> but I just want to tell you, that was a terrible I told you so. Why? Because you racked up the debt first. You have but I so paid many better examples of I told you so. That is not one. You no, no, this is on. the most important one because you were like, this is dumb. Which I took as, you're never going to be able to pay this off. Put the Chrissy Teigen meme over my face. <laughs> when, I, when I'm finally able to pay it off, I'm like, who is dumb? Me still? No. You for not believing in me. Because I got that money from Tracy Edmonds, put it on that credit card. Now it's paid off. Now what? Now who wasn't going to make it? Now who wasn't going to make it? Yeah. That's, That's how I the felt. Worst. I mean, listen, who, who are me to invalidate how you felt? What do you think I should have got like a, when I got a job or something? There's so many better examples of I told you so than racking up the debt. Who cares how much I wasted in interest, Erica Alexander? <laughs> I paid it off. Uh, every human was born to create. Uh, you guys know my struggle with professing myself to be a creative, but the Love on Stage show has been my creative baby that I've birthed into this world that you guys are enjoying so very much. Um, and I'm so excited that you're enjoying it. I can't wait to show you guys everything we have in store. We'll be shooting the finale actually this week. And I've been on Skillshare taking all types of producing classes so I can sharpen my skills on bringing this show to life. Whether you last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or in grade school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. Um, I've taken many classes on growing my Instagram account, 
with Danielle Cook's class, uh, Instagram illustration makes shareable art for social change. Uh, Danielle Koch is actually her name. She's also a black woman on the platform that teaches uh, from that perspective. Really, really great insight. I've taken classes on a master class in canine once we got Monty. Like, y'all know I'll be doing the things on there. Uh, explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash love hour and get one month free trial of premium membership and annual subscription is less than $10 per month. That's a one month of premium membership at skillshare.com slash love hour. Explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash love hour and get one month free trial of premium membership. That's one month of premium membership at skillshare.com slash love hour. Love hour. Okay. We're going to try to finish this up in the next 10 minutes. Okay. okay. Um, the other thing I was going to say about the competition in marriage is that scorekeeping, I would actually argue, is one of the mm-hmm. biggest ways in which competition can breed in a relationship. I did not research this portion. This is a Melissaism. Melissaism coming up. Because I'm good for that. Being like, I know I do agree with insecurity. I do agree with jealousy. I also think that, uh, okay. I also think that this is one and y'all didn't say it. And so I'm going to add it. Scorekeeping. And the reason why is because when someone does something for you and you automatically feel the need to tally that in your mind and either return the favor of whether it is a good favor or a bad favor is going to breed that competition. Absolutely. Scorekeeping is one of the fastest ways to breed division in my opinion in your relationship. I, I was a great scorekeeper early in our marriage and by that I mean I just kept score and it, it's not even like I did this you do this it's like I want sex, therefore I'm cooking dinner. And then your mind, well, what? Nothing. Oh. I was just listening. I, then what happens is your, your, your partner is like, every time he wants sex, he cooked dinner, or she cooked dinner every time she wants sex. And then what happens is you don't appreciate the dinner for the dinner's sake. Right, right, right. Right, because you're like, but I did this, you didn't return the favor, right. and you stopped doing things for just the sake of doing them because they're right, they're nice, whatever. Um, but even worse with arguments, uh, tit for tat, we looked at, if you guys watch Married at First Sight, one thing Michaela and Zach are, are doing, one of their biggest problems is their, is their scorekeeping. You did this, therefore it made me do this. You made me feel that way, or you left before I woke up, therefore I left to get back at you. Exactly. Or therefore, when we beefed and I canceled the housewarming party, now I'm mad at you. And so you end up feeling like you're just always trying to like one-up each other. Yes. Like outdo each other, which, you know, if it's a good thing, then great. You know what I mean? But yeah. if it's bad, then it's like we're, we're, it's not a partnership. Yes. You're not my teammate. You are my opponent. Yes. And that is just not a healthy way to look at your partner in any relationship but especially in a marriage melissa and i had this one instance it was so funny i used to get a lot of speeding tickets all the time yes and one time melissa was so mad at me she was like i'm not going to pay the speeding ticket so you will learn and then i told her but if i don't if my license gets suspended or something happens our insurance goes up right if i gotta pay a ticket that's more it comes out of our joint account she was like dang and what i realized is a marriage is like you are that's Offensive. the one flesh part. Flesh? The, the oh, one says. flesh. One yeah. flesh. Uh, you, are the, you are the offense and defense of the same team. Yeah. You are not 
opposing teams. So when I'm on offense or she's on defense or whatever, I got to cheer her on. I want my defense to do well if I'm on the offense of my team because if I throw a touchdown and they allow a touchdown, the score is the same. If we kick a field goal and they allow a field goal, the score is the same. I can't play defense, so I've got to do my part and she got to do her part. But a lot of times we want to beat our partner down and feel like we won. But, you know, the great uh, movie um, White Man Can't Jump says, sometimes when you win, you really lose. lose. And you when you keep score, you, you really tie. win. It's no, oh, Liz. you really win. Well, you win or lose. One time you win or lose, you really tie. Sometimes when you tie, you really win or lose. There you go. But um, it's, in, it's a dangerous approach to marriage overall because you're always seeing your partner as an enemy or an opponent as opposed to the person on your same team. And you treat your teammate different than you treat your, um, op- your uh, opponent. Exactly. And I feel like that's the thing that um, I had to learn you know, just pettiness. Sometimes pettiness can be. Oh, pettiness is the one of the like, all of this is one of the best ways. But it is one of the greatest demises of a relationship because pettiness will prevent you from doing things that are just courteous and nice. And also pettiness or scorekeeping can be our relationship versus theirs. Oh, yeah. I did that early, too. Well, these people do this. Oh, or comparison. Comparison. Like. We're not doing what they do. They seem to have more of this. They seem to have more of that. And often, you don't, not even often, almost every time, you don't have true insight into their relationship, but you're holding your actual marriage up to the social media version of their marriage. Oh, yeah. And that's never good either. That's never good. Yeah. So in my instance, I've, I've enjoyed our marriage more. I feel like I score kept more than you did. Well, um, I was going to say that... Uh, that uh, scorekeeping, the thing about it is, even though my natural inclination isn't, I'm not a very competitive person, everyone knows this, but if I feel competition, I either withdraw oh, yeah. Yeah. or I'm now like, well, bet, let's go about it. That's not good either. No, it's yeah. all bad. It's all bad. There's no instance of scorekeeping unless the score is I'm going to do something for my wife with no restrictions and no stuff just because, and then one day she will. Mm-hmm. Um Gifts that are not attached to expectations are are better gifts. You know. Wait, somebody said I ain't seen white man can't jump. Because you didn't get that right. I, I just forgot what it was, but I seen it. <laughs> um, you ain't seen Greece. Um, the bottom line is, uh, if you forget your wife or your husband is on your team, you are gonna treat them like that, and it's gonna feel like that. Yes. And they'll know, and they'll feel that, and you'll be like, "Dang, this is kind of like actually whack," you know. Um. Yeah, and honestly, guys, I can say I did this a lot in various forms. I compare the marriages. I I don't think stuff. that that is scorekeeping though, where you're like comparing marriages. If you're like, oh, he gets sex four times a week, we only get two. That's not fair. I want what they got. I thought I think of it just as comparison. I think of uh, scorekeeping, or at least I mean, maybe it is. I don't know, but when I thought of scorekeeping, I think of it just between like. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 I think. I'm going as far as it could go into the world. Got it. You know what I mean? But I guess technically you're right. But also I'm right. No, yeah. you. Because you when you're right, right, I need to be right. I need to be right more and more. Right. Yeah, one more right than you. One more right. That's so, scorekeeping right then. It was. 
Anything else you wanted to add? We didn't go 10 more minutes, but child, uh, Greg, make it do what it do. <laughs> yeah, Greg, just do put your beard in the camera. Yeah. I got to pee. I got to shoot this brand deal. It's, it's, I'm stressed. Yeah. I feel tension in my I, shoulder. Thank you guys and so much for joining us. And my mustache is tickling us. my nose. Thank you so much for joining us for today's uh, Love Hour episode. Um, please make sure that you offer suggestions down below for the love in action. Please tell me how your kids are doing in school. And if you've ever experienced competition in your relationships and how you get over it, because, child, that's difficult. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Until next one. Bye. Bye. Don't drink peanut butter jelly soda.